do you do? It's 11.02. So gather around the radio and listen to your favorite show. It's Martin and Matt, and they've got a big sack. Full of stories, full of jokes, haikus and a robot rope. They got a friend in Florida, well not a friend but sorta. And lots of friends in Illinois, including one they don't enjoy. Old Johnny Z, he's a pain in the knee. Seth is trying to build their brand, but he's the worst in all the land. Huzzah to them both, and hurrah to the true fan. Sitting by the radio, waiting for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from Crown Acura in Richmond at 8704 West Broad Street. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now, let's see if if those new Acuras really go as fast as a striped-ass ape. I didn't understand what you just said. Okay. Well, that's why we need to go out there and check it out. Okay. What do I need to do? Do I have to have a special outfit? Yeah, I mean, uh, pants and a shirt, shoes, you know, do you have any kind of thing. Do you have any of that stuff I could borrow? No. I don't no. think I can go. Okay, well. I didn't. I, I don't didn't have say, all the equipment. I didn't say I'd solve all your problems for you. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't know where we were, and now that I do, I realize I'm not prepared. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of not prepared, I have some great dad jokes for you. Okay. So two dads walk into a bar. The bartender comes up and. Already, he gives him two metamucils, and he says, compliments of the man at the end of the bar. Then you look back at the two men from the end of the bar and give them the finger gun thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't get it. But it sounds it's funny. Ki- it's complicated. Okay. Um. Hey, do you know what Paul Reiser's favorite TV show about dads is? Um, uh, all all the dads in one, that show. No, Family Feud. He loves Steve Harvey. He does. Uh huh. Oh, they I came get up it. together. This is these are dad jokes. I get it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Hey, did you hear about the dad who died in his man cave? No. He was eaten by a bear. Oh. <laughs> oh. Funny and sad. Wow. The best cat. Yeah, mainly just sad. Yeah. But it's funny. not that funny. Well, but yeah. it's a joke, so. If someone that tells one was you that. Te- if someone that tells. Was, that was supposed to be the serious one. If someone tells you they're telling you a joke, you laugh at it. You just do. Right. Country okay. club manners. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you That's know, That's what Martin, they do at the Acura Country Club. Did you know 
that in 1966 on this date, none other than Ralph Nader, a young lawyer and the author of the groundbreaking book Unsafe at Any Speed, The Designed in Dangers of the American Automobile, testifies before Congress for the first time. He made driving not fun anymore. He made a lot of things not fun anymore, especially well, driving. In this case, driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy. Thank, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for improving our political system too by running for president. That really helped. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. Ugh, gosh. Um and now in eighteen forty six, the Latter day Saints began their exodus to Utah. They couldn't stay in Illinois. They were too weird. Their the their leader Count Bastardo, assassinated and their homes under attack, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints of Nauvoo, Illinois, begin a long westward migration that eventually brings them to the valley of the Great Salt Lake in Utah. It's amazing that even though their leader, Count Bastardo, was assassinated, they still kept going. But I feel like part of the movement died with him. Well, he died. Yeah, so I feel like part of the movement I not say that? died with him. Yeah, he was he was killed. What is this part Again, of the movement? What are you some, What are you writing a, a PBS script for a PBS documentary about it? Can't you just what? Why do you care what I'm doing with it? Just he was killed, and you're like, oh, not only was he killed, the movement was killed. No part about... of the movement died. Okay, well, it's, I don't think it's the last we're going to be. Have you ever been to the Great Salt Lake? No, I've never been to Utah. Uh, It's it's very beautiful there. Uh, Heard it's losing water quickly. And it smells terrible. You do not swim in it. So it's huge and it looks pretty. And then when you get close to it, it's just, it's just, there are just a hundred jillion flies that fly around. But isn't the there that one lake that has salt in it that is really easy to float in that everybody goes to? Yeah. It's in the S- Middle East or China or something. Yeah, Salt yeah. Float Lake. Right. I think Somewhere you mean the there. Dead Sea. Whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the Yangtze River. It does the point is some people like swimming in that kind of water. Well, here's the last one, and I think this one is is the one we all need to take with us. Okay. On Feb- February 10, 1996, after three hours, world chess champion Gary Kasparov loses the first of a six-game match against Deep Blue, an IBM computer capable of evaluating 200 mil- million moves per second. Now, he was ultimately victorious, okay, eventually, um, he took home $400,000 as a prize. But what people, I think, and I expect you to fill in the gaps here, your dad worked for IBM. That's correct. And your dad, you know, 
it's not even a stretch to say is directly responsible for the way that computers are trying to take over the world. Well, indulge me for a second, Matthew. I'm going to tell you a little story. Once upon a time, there was a man named John Henry, and he was a steel driving man, really large. And when he walked, he was so large that his footprints made big holes in the ground, and then it rained, and that's how the Great Lakes formed. Okay. So sometimes, whether you're talking about computers or who set computers on the course to collide with man in an epic showdown, that's not important right now. You know, just get out there, enjoy life. We have AI stuff that can make pictures for you. You've seen some of the work I've put in with the AI machine I have. You love it, especially the one with the guys eating sausages. I think we should just focus on the good things and realize that, you know, down the road, if something bad happens, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, nice. That, you know... I think you broke my neck with how how far you turned away from what I actually asked you. Um, it's a good thing that we won't be able to go back and listen to this so everyone can listen to you just completely dodging the question um, and then coming up with some kind of folk story. Uh, and also, your AI stuff, you think it's funny. And you think everything you do is funny. But what you're doing is just like those people do on Facebook when they they put the answers to everything out on on Facebook. Like, tell us where you were when you went on your first date. And then that's like also obviously like one of your security questions for your bank. But um, you're just giving AI all this information like Matt eating sausage you know, in the sailboat and all that stuff, you're giving it information that's going to use to eventually take over the world. And also, what was your dad thinking trying to come up with a computer that could beat someone at chess? Why? Just is You that... have to remember, you have to look at this through the lens of the Cold War, my friend. Okay. Who, oh, I got had, you. Who had the biggest the chess Rus- rivalry? The Soviets. Yes. The Soviets. Yes. You know, Rocky Four had just come out. Okay, okay. Who was the bad guy in that? The Soviet. Did you want Ivan Drago to beat Rocky? No. No, of, of course, course not. not. No. Only a monster would want that. Yeah. And anyone who says that you're a monster is only half right. Okay. Well. Exactly. I'm glad we agree on this. We agree. Sort of brings me... To a question, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring this up. This wasn't my first choice, but a lot of people are worried, Matt. Recently, you seem to just be on the sort of one track, hyper focused. Yes. And now that the balloon has shot been shot down, do you feel better? You're talking about the spy balloon. Yeah. I told yeah. you. I told you that I just now. It has become so ridiculous that I even when I just hear the word balloon now, it makes me laugh. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Um, I don't know if I feel better. I think, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly, 
I think I'm a little mentally, I'm, I'm a little in a bit of, of a worse place than I was because even though I've been laughing and, and getting a lot of amusement out of it and just also my brain's just been really thinking a lot about the Chinese spy balloon. Um, I also, I just can't tell if, if it was real, if it was all real or not. And if it was real, I can't tell if it was all a joke. Like if this was just everybody like at the white house and the, the fake news media, because you know, of course they all work together. If they just were like, you know what, let's just come up with something funny let's let's troll the entire world and just let's do this like and people who who know are going to laugh and other people whatever they're not going to watch the news anyway and they're just going to blame it on the fake news media no matter what so what is there to lose let's assume for a second that it's real okay you were dwelling like it's it's a real thing it's not fake there was a spy balloon. You had you were somewhat skeptical that there's no way the U.S. military could neutralize an unmanned tight air balloon. Right. I would say almost incredulous. Okay. You think there's some sort of secret weapon that could neutralize a balloon that people just aren't talking about? Well, so I had to go. I actually had to go back and look through. Uh, I have a, I have a huge collection of Jane's fighting ships, you know, uh, books, which aren't just about ships, but that's how they started, and it's just basically, you know, all the different types of military tools and everything about them and their history and everything. So I did go and look it up, actually, and there is actually a weapon, a, a super weapon. I believe, well, you, I'll leave that up to you, but uh, yes, and I know it's, you know, it's, it's called a pin, P-I-N, and it's sharp. It has one, one end that's not sharp, so you can hold it in your hand and it won't hurt, that end won't hurt you, and then the other end has this very pointy end, like the metal on it is shaved down so that on all sides so that it just comes down to this very pointy end and you can stick the pointy thing into the balloon and it will, it will pop. Matt, it. did I lose you? It will pop it. <laughs> yep. Are you okay? Yes. I'm fine. I just, I said balloon. So it made me laugh. Oh, how can you get, how can you fly in the sky and put the, Pin, am I pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, P-I-N, yep. How can you put the peen in the balloon when it's so high up in the air? Um, well, so you can uh, you can shoot it. You can shoot something pointy at it. Um you know, with a gun. So you some could sort go, of peen gun? Yeah, you could go up in like a, a well, this is how they shot it down. I mean, why you, they they got an airplane and flew it up by the balloon and shot the balloon and it popped and then it fell down to the ground or into the ocean. I don't think that happened. 
No, that is what I, happened. It doesn't sound realistic. I saw in Tim Burton's Batman, so the Joker had a parade for Gotham's 100th anniversary, and he had a balloon that was filled with Joker gas. Right. And Batman flew his plane, and it had like a pincer device on the front. Okay. Almost like scissors. And he snapped the balloon, and then it would got caught in the pincers, and he flew way up into the atmosphere and then released the balloon, I believe, into outer space or Canada. Okay. That could be an option. Yeah. Or, you know what? You, you, do, you do what you do when you, like, let's say... Let's say you walk out, you're walking out of the store and you, you've got some balloons in your hand and your kid is like, let me hold it, let me hold it. You're like, please, let me hold it. And you're like, no, you know, you're like, please, please, please. And you're like, how can I, how can I not let a kid hold a balloon? There's nothing more fun when you're a kid than having a helium balloon. And then you're like, well, you know, I, I just hope it he doesn't let go of it. And then, of course... Something happens and the balloon gets you. They let go of it and it, you and you just watch it float away. You're like, yeah. where's it gonna go? It's let not. Me... You're not like, uh oh. I hope it doesn't go over Montana to spy. I, I, it doesn't go anywhere. It just goes away. It blows. Away. The wind they all blows go it away. They go somewhere. Well, they yeah, don't go then, nowhere. Well, yeah. But like there's a big not like pile a of goldfish in the sewer. There's they go somewhere. It's not like a problem though. It's just it's not. And the idea that with all the spy all those whales are being washed up on the shores of New England. The, it's all the spy satellites. Their big and, animals are dying. And and the Russians are like using Twitter and Facebook to like steal our elections and you know, hacking into people's emails and all this other stuff. But the worst thing that could be happening to us right now is that a balloon with a camera on it is floating across the United States. And we, we say it belongs to China. I'm not, oh, you know, whatever. Matt. Oh, Matt, you're forgetting American hero and patriot Charles Lindbergh. So one day he and his wife... And their son went shoe shopping. And they bought some probably saddle shoes for the kid and got one of these helium balloons that he loves so much. And to prevent it from what happened, they tied it around his wrist. It carried the baby away, Matt. The yeah. Lindbergh baby was gone and disappeared. Into never the Bermuda be... Triangle. Yeah, and now you're just saying nothing happens when the balloons fly away. What a fraud. Wow. Perpetuating right now. Okay. Well, that. It turned Charles Lindbergh against America. Yeah. Balloons. Yeah. Well, his kid got taken away. I know you. you know? I know that you're being and provocative. And John Ramsey? You're being provocative. I How? know you understand where I'm coming from. And I also know that. Anyone, when they see on both the very front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post and 
well, for sure those two newspapers both had stories that said, how do balloons work? You know, like, in other words, read here to see how they work. No. Did you read the article? No. Maybe that's something you could have talked about if you had read it. No, I don't. I don't need to know how balloons work because I learned that when I was three. Okay. Oh. So did everyone sorry. else. Matt went to an advanced science preschool. He's better than you. Okay. Well, I think we've... It's we've good really, thing you can't see the face I'm making right now. We've really extracted all the, the helium out of this topic. I think Looks it's like time to move on. like a mad old dog. I think it's time to move on and play 33. Oh, great. Terrific. Uh, so how are you, do you have a number or my, is it my turn? It's, it's your go. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm thinking of a number. Go ahead. 33. No, no. The number was balloon. So I, I go that, first. I should, yeah, I should have known that. Okay. All right. So okay. I go first. Yeah. So, okay. I, the name of the. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. The name of the game is 33. Correct. Auto show. Uh, something I remember with with great uh, affection as a kid. My dad would take me and I would go around and, of course, I had to do something dumb. I would go around and collect... Uh, in addition to climbing in and out of all the cars, which I loved, and especially, and then like the Illinois State Police would bring their cars to the auto show, which was at McCormick Place, which was also awesome. And um, anyway, I would go around and collect like brochures on every car. And then at one point I had so many that we had to go get a bag. And I remember some like, the Pontiac display had like bags that they get that they let me take one. And then I was carrying this huge bag full of brochures, just total waste. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sounds, sounds wasteful. Uh, the boat show. Uh, I, the only boat show I've actually been to was here in Richmond. Uh, it was far less impressive. It was at the Richmond, uh, raceway which is a nascar racetrack and they have you know these like buildings surrounding it yeah you know it was all right yeah yeah I, I get it you didn't like it golf show uh anytime i see anyone watching a golf show or the golf channel i instantly know that that's a person that i have literally nothing in common with Wow, terrific. Um, just How some quick do? feedback. You did not real well. Not real well. They don't really get, yeah, just poorly. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay, well, that's okay. Um, yeah, you have your balloon stuff. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Eggnog. Uh, just gross. Um it's like one of those things where if it's good, you just put tons of liquor in it. Even then, 
it's usually the only time you'll ever drink that drink is whatever party you're at that you're like, oh, let's have some eggnog. Okay. Never had it. Just the idea of a drink made with eggs is like, I'm not going to be drinking that, and I never will. Um, Good, good. You're not missing out. Okay. Sweetbreads. Sweetbreads are really brains. Did you know that? I did. Sweetbreads are brains. Uh Uh-huh. It's like the twist in Soylent Green, but it's real. Yeah. Um, I don't know why people, well, I guess people just like to be provocative. Yes. Um, but I think anybody, if they really were honest with themselves, which I realize some people are incapable of being honest with themselves, but Ooh, that it's, felt gross personal. Eat, it's gross to eat brains. Okay. Well, I mean, you're not a zombie. I mean, I'm, I'm, you won't see me eating any of them, but I yeah, mean, it's gross. Just, just. You know, push back a little on that. Why? What's gross about eating brains? So, they're brains. You're eating people's thoughts or animals' thoughts. That's where (laughs) thoughts live. You know, this show, you you sound crazy in this show, but okay. What? What? You, You don't, if you eat someone's brains, you don't eat their thoughts. And anyways, if you did, you would just excrete them out of no your... you would keep some of the nutrients no. you keep some of the thoughts no. it would go into your stomach where it'd be broken down and then stomach the acids. stuff your body needs is needs is used by you know your pancreas your appendix whatever oh listen to the doctor explaining how everything works okay there are parts of your body it'll help build up your cell walls okay okay all right all Thoughts right. nourish your soul. Okay. Anchovies. Uh, again, really gross. Kind of fish. Um, Everything you would probably gross. you would probably like them. No, no, I would not. You can, you can go. I can imagine like you swimming underwater and just having your mouth open, and thousands of anchovies, like how a whale eats. You just yeah. open your Trill. mouth, and thousands of anchovies just sort of swim right into your stomach. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to use like your giant teeth, which are basically just combs to filter out sediment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would be beautiful. I'm glad you see me as being so majestic. It's the circle of life. Do you, don't you remember? I, I, when I was a kid, I, I remember the idea that, Pizza either came with or without anchovies. That was it. Like, you know, you could get other stuff on it, but ultimately you always had to be, well, but do you want anchovies or not on it? That's what I, for whatever reason, I don't know if that's from cartoons. I don't know if that was a joke with cartoons because nobody actually puts anchovies on pizza. Now, although we, we a, a great friend of the show... Uh, who lives in, in New York City in Brooklyn and works for ABC News, or at least he did the last time I talked to him, which was like 17 years ago. I remember him ordering a pizza with anchovies at, at, our, at my mom's house in Chicago, and she was there, 
And she looked at me like, like I had brought like some, somebody like in off the street who like then like took off their coat and it was strapped with dynamite or something. Like she was like, who the look was like, who is this person that you're bringing into the house? But anyway, but it was Thanksgiving and he had nowhere else to go. And anyway, everyone learned a little bit about charity. Uh, I have never eaten an anchovy, certainly not on pizza, which I would never ruin with something so gross. Sometimes anyway. they're put on Caesar salad. Yeah, I guess so. You would know better. You're you're the salad eater. Thank uh, you. I am a salad hound. Well, uh, I I think we need to wind it up here, Martin. Just so. one thing, real quick. Sometimes also on like, uh. Live action TV shows geared for children like Saved by the Bell, for example, when they would like do a prank and order pizza for somebody who didn't order a pizza like the principal, they would always order anchovies on it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. See, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, good. I get it. I get Thank you. Thank you. Now I feel like it's a lot more clear that I explained it. Yes. You're not good at explaining stuff. I I know. All right. Well, hurrahs and huzzahs, Martin. Oh, I have a terrific huzzah this week. And please, please give me a chance because it's going to be a bit of a surprise. So last night, uh, my wife Katie and I had a little bit of free time in the evening. So we're like, oh, let's, you know, maybe go see a movie now. This I don't know if this is sort of a dead time for movies or we just don't like anything or maybe a combo. But there's, you know, a few movies that are scary. We don't really care about those. So we went when we went to go see that new movie, 80 for Brady, Matt. Okay. Now, I fully realized when you see the previews, you might be like, oh, this is one of those movies where, like, they get the old people in it just to see if people show up because these people are in it and they like something they did 40 years ago. Yes. This movie is amazing. Legitimately terrific. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a sports movie. Number one, right? Maybe one of the best sports movies I've ever seen. Nice. Yeah. Really, really, really good. It also, and it's, Again, not what you would think. Better than it's Brian's one, song. It's better. It's better than every sports movie I've ever seen. I think put together. Well, I'm not. I don't want to be like over dramatic, but honestly, it's so good. Okay. Okay. It's one of those movies too where they have footage from the Super Bowl in this. It's such good footage. It's one of those things where if you see it at home, you're not doing your. You're doing. You're making it worse. Yeah. You have to see it in the theater. Um, I would, you know, anything, the fancy ones where it's like 800 millimeter film that like Quentin Tarantino only releases Whoa. his movies on. Try to see it in that format. Maybe like IMAX. You don't want to skimp on the sound. It's so good. Okay. It's amazingly right. good. Okay. Um, And I just want to say this now. I just want to, before, you know, I think it just opened, so I'm sure all the reviews are going to come out great. If anybody who's listening 
goes to see the movie 80 for Brady and doesn't like it, post it on Twitter and tag us, and I will personally give you your money back. Nice. Yeah, it is that good. Yeah. I, uh, I If you're listening right now, I would stop listening and go see the movie. Yeah. I th- I think you're going to regret that, but okay. Um, Why? Why? It just, you know, it's just kind of getting tired of you talking about it, to be honest. I mean, it's it's not going to be that good, no matter what. The I more saw you, it. It's that good. The more you say something's going to be great, the more you're just setting yourself up, you know. Don't you understand? It's called reverse I would, psychology, okay? I would say, it's honestly, it's like the best Coen Brothers movie ever made, but even better. But, yeah, but directed by Quentin Tarantino, an 800-millimeter film. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's you really know, good. It's really well, good. Just, you know, to sort of piggyback on your fa- fabulism, uh, I just Thank I you. wanted to give a huzzah this week to uh, to Martin. Uh, Do I, I was, know him? I was riding the bus the other day. And somebody was talking about hair and everything, and like, and then I was, I was thinking about hair, and I was thinking about my hair, and I don't put a lot of effort into my hair. Is is a, is a, you know, it's safe to say, and I know I should do better. I don't want to be somebody that just shaves it all off because I don't think that's the right look for me. But I'm also just, I just, it probably looks bad a lot. So the shorter, the better. Now, during COVID, I did something really stupid and I grew my hair really long, like ridiculous. It, I, I'm glad I, I don't have any. I have like one picture of it and it looks so ridiculous. I can't, I can't believe it actually happened. But at that time, I remember saying to you, I'm just I want to grow my hair out like Bob Weir's hair and that's I'm gonna do that. What do you think? And I, I or how long do you think it'll take? And you said, you know, how how what's the biggest number or something like that? And then you essentially uh-huh. just scoffed at me, and and totally, you know, ignored just even the possibility of that happening. And you know, I mean, I I I could have just done it anyway and tried it, you know. And I sort of expect you, of all people, to be more open to possibilities, you know, like, okay, well, yeah, just try it, you know, like, I mean, you're not worried I'm going to look dumb. You want, you actively want me to look dumb, just because that's the way you are. You're always looking for, you know, things to use to make fun of people. And by people, I mean me. And you should have just let me do it. And maybe right now I would have just more confidence, more virility, and just, and awesome rock star hair, you know? I mean, sometimes you just got to let people do their thing. Is there anything else that you didn't do right that you want to blame me for? Not right now. Just get it out. I mean, okay, well, maybe next week then. Yeah, maybe. We could do a whole podcast about it. Yeah, we'll see it, you know. I might do a do a huzzah for you sometime. I might do that. This might this might be like the twenty fifth time I've done it. But anyway, yeah. Why are you bringing uh, up old stuff? I, I'm 
because we just need to stop, okay? Let's stop the show, and we're going to talk to everybody next week. Okay. Well, it has been too long anyway. Yes. Well, really great. A couple, you know, Matt wasn't as good, but I more than made up for it this week. Congratulations, Martin. You've done a great Thank job. Thank you. Shout out to first responders, especially the nurses. We'll see you later. Here's one for the troops.